Welcome to the Mini Break, your daily podcast for the biggest storylines, results, and controversies from the tennis world. Today is Tuesday, August 20th. It is officially that time of year, the U.S. Open underway, qualifying beginning in the men's and women's singles draws today. Half of the first rounds for both sides were played today. The other half goes tomorrow, so we'll be talking about that a lot over the next two days on the Mini Break. We've also got a bit of Winston-Salem to talk about. Of course, most of that washed away by the rain they saw in North Carolina. So we'll only briefly get to that. But of course, when I have this guest on, we're always going to play a game of Alex Possible or Alex, you're effing crazy. Matt the Cracks to Koyak, welcome back to the Mini Break Podcast. Groskin, what's up, man? I, I am very excited. Um, it, you it's, have- it's that time of year. It is, man. U.S. Open time, Winston-Salem, which obviously you know is always one of my favorite tournaments of the year. So, man, uh, this is good stuff. Do you consider Winston-Salem your home tournament? Oh, of course. You have to, right? (laughs) I mean, no question. So does that make Cincinnati, by equivalence, my home tournament? Because we don't really – I guess the Midland Challenger for the women, like that's my home tournament, which I'm fine with because it's a really quality 125K, but like – Proximity-wise, it's tough to you know determine what really is anyone's home tournament. Yeah, that's true. I mean, we're talking like hour and a half though for me. Yeah, so. that's true. Since he's like four hours for me, so it's not undoable. You know, if I'm Lewis and Clark and I'm told it's only four hours <laughs> to traverse an entire state, I'd be like sold. I mean, oh, that's of that's my home. Four of hours? Course. Are you kidding me? Uh, yeah. So Lewis and Clark aside, a ton of great tennis to talk about. As I mentioned, the place I want to start U.S. Open qualifying, because obviously the implications being if you do well, you win three matches, you qualify for the year's final major. Uh, you know, we're not going to go into the depths of stats on all of these matches because there's a ton of tennis to get through. And, you know, it's kind of a good warm up for the U.S. Open because those first two days of mini breaks, so much tennis to try and filter through all of those results gets a little bit difficult. It's nice to get a little warm-up rep for us now. Uh, Matt, let's start with the women's side. And what I'm going to do, because a lot of the play is spread out throughout the draw, there's not going to be every portion filled out to the second round. And not all of these players are going to know who they're playing right away. Um, But for the draws that are finished out, we can kind of project moving forward. Let's start at the uh, top of the draw. Number one seed, Rybakina, looks great in her 6-1-6-1 win over Emma Navarro, the young American. She's going to take on Rodianova, who knocks out Stellar, 6-4. 6-2. You look for that on the bottom half of that little quarter. Uh, Inglis knocks out Gramat Kapalu. I did not pronounce that right. I apologize to you. 6-3-6-4. Cabrera knocks out Kawa. 6-1-6-7-6-3. I don't think it's you know a stretch to say Rybakina high favorite entering this portion. Yeah, I mean, I would. I guess. I mean, to be yeah, honest, sure. it, it it's hard to. It's kind of hard to tell. I mean, what, we have three Australians, though, right, that you just mentioned. So, uh, you know. Who knows? One I don't know, man. I mean, Rybakina, yeah, if we're, you know, if we're going by rankings and seeds or whatever, yeah, she's she's definitely the favorite. But, you know, in qualies, man, I mean, there's always upsets. So I wouldn't be totally shocked if we saw an upset, you know, in this little section. But, I mean, if I had to. 
you know, if I had to bet on it, give me Rybakina for sure. And that's going to be the theme of all of these previews, as I mentioned. We're not going to go in-depth. I guess from here on in, only if something screams upset to you, Matt, I guess. Uh, let, I mean, yeah. I'm still going to throw to you, but let me know if something screams upset. So moving on, uh, Bedosa, the number two seed, next out Liang, 6-1, six, 6-3. Six, She'll play the winner of Limion and uh, Radiza, who I believe are still playing right now. Fretch knocks out Lou, 6-3, six, 6-4. Six, Stromkova knocks out Piquet in three sets of the seed. 676364 six, again nothing jumps off the screen to you there right all of these qualifiers great but no one's you know there's no nothing right. screaming out to you there I- exactly yeah all right so moving on Bagu, the number one, 31 seed or number 31 number 3 seed she'll take on Sepalova both of those players straight sets winners today uh, for Lee's over Lotner Semisnova the 21 seed over Markin Kivlevica I, I again apologize I'm doing my best <laughs> Uh, that one was just a complete screw-up. Hey, great shot to me, but Westoff, leave it in. Again, Begu, heavy favorite there. Yeah, definitely. In this section, Begu, I mean, she's obviously pretty experienced. She plays a lot of tour events and everything. So um, I think in this section, I think she's a comfortable favorite. Yeah, I agree. Moving on to the next section, they did not play today, but for tomorrow, Mikhail versus uh, Di Giuseppe, uh, Gatto Monticoni versus Pang, Robin Anderson versus Han, and the number 24 seed, Nicole Gibbs versus McKee, uh, McPhee. I mean, again, heavy American section here. Would not, I would love to see Nicole Gibbs, but given all of their recent form, again, Mikhail, heavy favorite. Yeah, I agree. I mean, in this section, uh, give me all the Americans, man. I'm looking for an yeah. Anderson Gibbs matchup in the second a round. College UCLA Stanford showdown. I- exactly. I want to see that, and then of two NCAA Mc- singles champions. Yeah. By the way, you again. I said this yesterday, but I'm going to keep emphasizing this. Qualifying's free. If you're in New York, if you have yes. some spare time at, or you want to go, you know, hot first date at night, take them to the U.S. Open because you're going to see some incredible tennis. The grounds are wide open. It's the U.S. Open experience before the U.S. Open. Yep, completely agree. Um, definitely get out there. I mean, it's it's really good tennis. So, yeah. and again, um, you know, got to take gonna... advantage of the free. And because we'll be talking about the qualifying all week long, I'm going to get you on the record with a pick now. Mikhail, uh, of that Mikhail region, yes. who you got? Yes, Mikhail. Give me Mikhail. All right, I'll take Gibbs. Got to differ from you. Next section. Flipkins, Barra, Jack, Zich, uh, Grabier, Larson, Patina, Kirkheimer, uh, Lau, Hibino. Who you got? I mean, I feel like I want to say Flipkins just based off of experience alone, right? I mean, she's been around for so long. I, I just feel like, you know, playing in these qualies matches isn't going to really be that big of a deal to her. If she plays her game, uh, she'll be more experienced, and, and I think she should get through. Shocker, you're taking uh, the seed. Um, no, <laughs> I'll take Danielle Lau from USC. She's been playing well of late. Um, and I just want to differ from you. But again, it's qualifying. <laughs> Anything can happen. I, yep. Again, I, I'm sorry that we're not going through each individual player. It's a lot of speculation here, but there's just a lot of matches to go through. Again, getting towards the end of this bottom half. Vogel, Hives, Rogers, Dalahide, Zark, uh, uh, Friedsum, and Glushko, Zavatska. Who you got? Give me Shelby Rogers Ooh. in this one. Yep. I'm going to take the other side of that. I'll take Dalahide. Okay. All right. I like it. I like it. I, I'm, I'm pretty confident with that Rogers pick. I mean, I, I like what she can do. I'd, I'd love to see her in the main draw. So uh, give me Rogers. I'm pretty sure Caroline Dalahide, yeah, ITF uh, USA 31A, she just won a title uh, last week, so she's coming in in good form. All I right. get why you take Shelby Rogers. Vogel, the sixth seed, obviously the heavy favorite. 
I'm gonna roll with Dalahide. She's a cracked interviews guest. I'm heavily biased towards those people. <laughs> Give me Dalahide. And then again, uh, bottom half of the draw: Rushinkova, Abanda, Vickery, Pirine, Perez, Maddox, Sands, Bogdan. Who you got? Ooh. Um. Again, like my my patriotism is is coming out here. I want to say Vickery, but. I don't, I don't know, man. I, I definitely, I, I really don't have that much confidence in Roos, the, the top seed in that section. So I'm definitely not going to pick her. If anything, I, I may go with Bogdan down at the bottom. Uh, but you know what? I'm going to stick with the American just because I want to see, I want to see him in there. So give me Vickery. <laughs> That's fine. I want to take BMS, but she didn't look yeah. that great uh, in Cincinnati. I'll take a Bonda. I mean, the young Canadian's so talented. I believe she qualified here last year, and so just she's been there before. I mean, Vickery's done it as well. I, I'll take the winner of that match. I don't hate it. And then again, last portion of the bottom half, Watson, the eight seed, versus Bokvatse, Han versus Rybrakova, Duval versus Shu, and Amrik Cha versus Flink. Who yeah, I think I got to go Heather Watson here. Again, just kind of the experience. I mean, she's played in all the majors, obviously. has been highly ranked. Um... I just think she can get through these qualies matches, um, and that's that's a pretty pretty good looking draw. So give me Watson. Yeah, again, fascinating portion of the draw. All those players will play tomorrow. Uh, I'll take. I don't want to just take American, so I'll take. I'll take Duvall though. Vicky Duvall, great story. How am I going to go against the great story? That's the type of thing we love here at Crack Rackets. <laughs> so that's who I'm going to go with. Um, all right, let's move to the bottom half of the draw now. And again, if something sticks out to you, let me know. Uh, t- top portion, we have our first round of results. Number nine seed Bonaventure goes down to Reina six one one six six two. She'll take on Alertova, who m- knocked out Brant Meyer in three sets. That portion of the draw, Hubgarski knocks out Buxa Han. The twenty five seed knocks out Tan Reina Alertova Hubgarski Han. Who you got? <laughs> oh God, man, this one's tough. I mean. Um, you know what? Screw it. I, I don't even care. I'll go Reyna just because she beat Bonaventure. I think she'll she'll take that and, and ride it all the way. But honestly, man, I have absolutely no idea. That's why qualifying's so fun. I'll take Han. Moving on. Wang, Gordgoz, Kostovo, Vikmeyer, Bonder, Baptiste, Loeb, Dart. Who you got? Ooh. Obvious answer here is Jamie Loeb, as she recently came out on the Cracked Interviews podcast. Let's make one thing clear. And to, for her to match up with Harriet Dart, Loeb's got the home crowd advantage. Even though it's a qualifying match, you imagine she'll still have people showing up for her. Haley Baptiste is incredibly talented. We saw what she could do at the City Open. Obviously, neither of those players seated, but I'm going to take the Cracked Interviews guest, Jamie Loeb. And to hear more about her preparation for this qualifying, go check that interview out on our Cracked Interviews podcast. But Matt, back All right, to I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to differ from you a little bit here again. I, I, would, I would like to go Americans, but I'm not going to. Give me Wickmeyer in this section. Ooh, I like it. All right, moving on. Lepchenko, Zhang, Garcia, Perez, Christian, Arabarena, Sebov, Nara, Babos. Who you got? I I think I'll go with Babos. Um, I I'd, I'd uh, love to say Lepchenko, but I I just my confidence isn't there with her right now. Um, I, uh, yeah, I'll go with Babos. I guess. Yeah, let's be clear. You've uh, picked I think all seeds but one. Um, but yeah, that's fine. I'll take. I'll take Christian. Nah, I'll take Garcia Perez. I like it. Um, all right. Konovich knocks out Kick today in three sets. She'll match up with Gracheva, who knocked out Trevisan. 
kind of Cavendish, the 12 seed. On the bottom half of that, uh, Hagenkamp, straight sets, uh, Shilnaka Savinke, who won in three sets over the 26 seed Teague. Who you got? I, I have absolutely no idea. So um, let's see here. In order to piss you off, I'm going to go with Kovinich or whatever, the 12 seed. Cause I, yeah, no, this is good podcasting. We both don't know what we're talking yeah, about. That's uh, a, but but, that's but give me the one. high seed because uh, I know you don't like when I do that. So <laughs> Yeah, I like it. No, I'm in. All right, we're rapid fire through now. Townsend a winner today. Sept Rago winner. They'll play, the winner of that plays the winner of Stojanovic Lee. Who you got? Uh, Taylor Townsend. I'm in. Uh, Paulini, Roos, they play the winner of Govostova. Wang, who you got? Uh, I'll go with Wang. All right, I'm going to take Roos. Um, Kuv- Kuvakova, Shufs, they play the winner of Martinkova, Martinkova and Iva Shim- Shimizu. Who you got? Um, I'll go with Kukova. I'll go with Shimizu. Uh, Krejkova and Smitkova, they play Ari Dean and Asia Mohammed. Uh, the, the the last portion of the draw I should play. Scott, Swan, Tomova, Kalinskaya. Who you got? <laughs> oh, man. Um, <laughs> this is funny, man. Give me, give me the Russian Kalinskaya. I love it. I'll take Katie Swan. I'll take a flyer. She's been All injured right. a lot, but still immensely talented. Uh, so I'm going to roll with her. All right. With that being said, let's move through the men. We're going to do the same sort of mess for them. But again, not too much depth, but we're going to try and cover as many of the matches as possible. Uh, let's start on the bottom half of the draw because to me, that's where the fun really begins. Number nine seed Mikhail Yimmer takes on, uh, took on Ty Kwiatkowski today, beats him 5 7 6 3 7 6. Kwiatkowski, I believe, had match points in that third set. The one statistic I'll point to in this match, he had he goes uh, 5 of 15. Oh, no, sorry, that's the wrong. He goes, I believe it was, yeah, no, 4 of 15 on break points versus Yimmer's 4 of 6. He also only makes 44% of his first serves. If you're Ty Kwiatkowski, devastating result, but this sort of play shows you belong at this level. Yeah, it does. I mean, I really, uh, I wanted Ty to win that very badly. Um you know, just because I think he, I mean, he would have had a chance to actually, you know, qualify for the main draw. But, it, you know, it's a tough loss. I, I think at this point we know he definitely belongs at this stage. I mean, we're talking qualies of Grand Slams. I, I think he definitely belongs there. And, yeah, you know, this is a match that shows that. Yeah, I agree with you. Good result for him. Yimmer, ultimately, you know, another next-gen guy closer to that top 100 than Ty. Uh, just the yep. experience helps him get through. He'll match up now with Bagnus, who knocks out Rybakov in three sets. Again, tough to see uh, a college guy, you know, Alex Rybakov, big friend of Cracked Brackets, obviously been on the Cracked Interviews podcast twice. Go check those out, a little plug. Um, it's always fun now. It feels like with all of these qualities, we get the chance to see a lot of that, and that always makes us feel good because it shows, you know, those college tennis guys that we've taken the time to talk to, they continue to have that sort of success. Shows college tennis works. That's my rant on that. Bottom half of this little thing, uh, Napolitano knocked out Riffis today in straights. Hyun Chung, straight set winner over Ofner. Yimmer's the highest seed, but Chung's heavy favorite in the section, yep, right? I agree. I'm going with Chung. I mean, as long as he doesn't get hurt again, knock on wood. And I, I, I say that. I mean, I'm not trying to be funny. I really, I really do not want him to get hurt, but it just seems like he's had so many issues lately. Um, I mean, obviously, we know what he's capable of when healthy, so hopefully he can get through qualies. Yeah. I want a blister-free qualies. Yeah. And I mean that for the pun. Yeah, keep those feet clean. Yes. 
Um, yeah, moving on, bottom section, happy they don't have to play each other. Uh, Tommy Paul today, three-set winner, 7-6 over Yana Konofman in the third. Tommy hits one of the best tweener cross-court passing shots I've seen in a while. Uh, casually in that match, if you haven't seen that highlight, go check it out. It's all over tennis Twitter. Uh, he'll, not, he'll now play Martinez, who beats Coria. Other players in that section, Brooksby knocks out Uchida today, Sagita over Polmans. So Paul, Martinez, Brooksby, Sagita, who you got? Um, well, before I make my pick here quickly, just shout out to Jensen Brooksby. I mean, great win for him. Qualies of the U.S. Open. I'd love to see, you know, I mean, if he if he actually qualified for the main draw, that would be an absolute blast. I'd love to see it. But uh, I hope it doesn't. Let me, I, I don't want to violate his trust, but Coach Boland and I, we chat a little bit. And let's just say a topic we talked about with Brooksby, I believe, did not make him so happy. Well, uh, earlier when we said, uh, is he going to college? Not speaking of Alex Possible, you're effing crazy. Yeah. Uh, I feel like if he qualifies for yeah. the US Open, that, you know, I, rip the bandaid off. That's now. fair. That is fair. But uh, anyway, I mean, he's playing very, very good tennis right now. So, I mean, regardless, I would like to see him in the main draw, but I'm not going to pick him. I'm, I'm going to go with Tommy Paul. I think Tommy should be in the main draw. I believe he really should have gotten a wild card into the main draw, um, in, in all fairness. He's been playing some better tennis lately. And I really hope he can qualify and, and, you know, earn that spot in the main draw that I believe he deserves. Do you imagine Tommy Paul sees what Fritz, Tiafo, Pelka are doing? And he's like, I can compete with those guys. I have my entire life. And when healthy, we've seen what Tommy Paul's capable of. He's had a very solid summer in terms of pr- just qualifying for pro events, getting himself the opportunity for ATP-level matches. Yeah, I'm going to roll with Tommy as well, although I would like the drama of a Tommy Paul Jensen Brooksby final qualifying yep. round. All right, moving on. Coke for knocks out Harrison. Mahout over Cressy. Kavich over uh, Kachin, Uchiyama over Davidovich, Fakina of that foursome. Who you got? Uh, it's tough. I guess I'll take Mahout again just off experience. I mean, I don't know. It's a tough call, but I guess out of those four, I'll roll the dice. Give me give me Mahout. Give me Coke for Team yeah. College Tennis. I don't feel bad taking the seat. He's been playing so well this yeah. summer. So. I'm with yeah, you, man. Ed, Not a bad pick there. Again, you're splitting hairs on all of these, but all right, moving on. 12 seed Bockinger versus Lestien, Wolf, Gianessi, Mager, Noah Rubin, Garcia Lopez, Justino. Who you got of that section? Ooh, that's say it. Just say it. Man, take him. I. You really want me to take him, don't you? I mean, I really want to take well, him. Well, you're you're lean, you want to take JJ yes. Wolf for the record. Yes. You're screaming JJ yes. Wolf. I'm happy to take Noah Rubin if you want to take Wolf. Uh, give me Wolf. All right, I'm in. Do it. Lock yep, it in. I'm locking Don't that even in. need to talk about it anymore. Yeah. I saw him at Cincy. He looked yep. good. The forehand's the real deal, even on the pro level. Um, Gombo, Jean, this 13 seed, he'll take on Jean Vier. Menendez versus Horansky. Polanski, Dutra Silva, Nagal versus Ido. Who you got? Tough one again. I was kind of leaning Gombosh, but you know what? Give, I'll, I'll, I'll roll the dice again here. Give me Peter Polanski, a guy that always seems mm. to, to be around in qualies, gets in as a lucky loser a lot. You know, this time I think he's going to actually qualify. Give me Peter Polanski, the old veteran. I hope some of the listeners are keeping track because I want to know how we do. Uh, maybe I'll ask Wes stuff to check on later. I'll take, I'll take Jean Vier. Why not? Um, actually, I'm going to take Ido. Let me roll with the Ido bandwagon. Um, all right, next section. Daniel, Villa Martinez, K- Kristen versus Centillion, J.P. Smith, Galovich, Viola versus Sinner. Who you got? Uh, I'll go with Taro, Daniel, out of, out of these guys. Per- Perfect. Give me the young guy, Yannick Sinner. That boy can play. 
Um, all right, Lorenzi, Lopez, Perez, Vatutin, Kokaud, Vesley, Sosa, Donald Young, Jason Jung, who Jason Jung coming off of a final, I believe, at the Challenger in Vancouver. Who you got? Yeah, give me Yuri Vesley. I knew you were going to take it wide because he did well at Wimbledon. I mean, it, look, he's obviously, we've talked about him before, big lefty. I mean, this is a guy to me that just, he belongs in the main draw. I feel like these are going to be some qualifying matches that if he just comes out and plays, he, he should win them. Yeah, that's fair. I, I, didn't Lorenzi beat Chung last year? No, that was... Uh, Lorenzi's like 45 yeah. years old by now, man. I mean, yeah, I, that's so true. it really is. I'll take him. <laughs> Give me the better, you know, age age over uh, youth. Experience over youth. <laughs> uh, so I'll take him. And then last of the bottom half, the other half of the Yimmer brothers, Elias Yimmer, the 16th seed versus Greek Spore, Ickle versus Kiroz, Ward versus Lee, Duckworth versus Trungalidi. Who you got? Give me James Duckworth. Uh, yeah, I'll go with Duckworth. Saw him last year. The he, duck he, man. He, the duck man. He won the carry challenger <laughs> last year. I watched him play a lot. Um, you know, he had had some serious injuries. So I, I think I'll, I'll, ta- I'll take him here. Come on, Duck. I feel, Let's go. Uh, yeah. I feel bad that Mikhail Yimmer is going to have to lose to Hyun Chung. So I'll take Elias just to pick one of All the right. Because I am team next gen. You know, I'm pro Swedish tennis. I don't want people to think otherwise. Um <laughs> So, yeah, let me roll there. But, all right, top half of the draw. And, again, not too many breakdowns. We're just going to try and roll through all of these sections so you listeners know what's going on in qualifying this week because there's a lot of matches to watch. Uh, I believe Trevagila has not played yet, but he will go on court later. He's going to match. The winner of his match with Benestreet is going to play Zhang. Uh, Michael Moe today, a loser to Kolar. Uh, That match will play the winner of Korda and Copenhagen's rough day for the American men, by the way. We saw with Cressy going down, Ty going down. Um, uh, Rybakov going down, just uh, Mo going Harrison. down. We'll keep going through this list. Harrison going down as well. So rough day for them. But of that section, who you got? Uh, give me Travaglia. I would have loved to have said Michael Mo here. I was really hoping that he would have won that match. But since he's out, um, I'll go with I'll go with Travaglia. Give me the winner of Copenhagen's Corda. I love Kimmer Copenhans, former junior French Open champion. I watch him every time I see his name on livestream.com backslash ATP. And so I'm on that Copenhans bandwagon. Um, so I'll roll there. All right, in terms of results today, Basic knocks out Gojewitz. He'll now take on former USC Trojan Emilio Gomez. Uh, Giraldo knocked out Marcora. He'll now take on Misha Zverev, who knocked out Istamin today, 6-6. Six and six. In what really feels like it should be a main draw first-round match. Funny that that's in qualifying. Who you got in that section? Yeah, I— I don't really have much to base this decision off of, but I, I, I'm just for some reason I'm feeling Misha Zverev. I mean, he hasn't had that great of a year at all. In fact, it's been pretty pretty poor. Um, but you know what? Geraldo, more of a clay court guy. Uh, give me Zverev. I roll college tennis. Go Trojans. New coach. New Emilio Gomez. <laughs> um, all right. Yeah. Next next portion of the jaw. Quan knocks out J.C. Aragoni. Another American loses in the third. Six four. Govin Nanda. Today's cracked interviews guest. Our recent finalist at the boys' 18s in Kalamazoo. Knocked out by Ota, 7-6-6-1. But to learn more about Nanda, who is a rising sophomore at UCLA, will be one of the players to watch in college tennis. What he and Keegan Smith do at UCLA could very well dictate what happens in what should be a wide-open season, you know, unless Florida does what's expected. But we'll get into that later. That's a different podcast, Matt. Um, but Govin Nanda, go check that out. Cracked interviews. Uh, loser, to, again, to Ata. And then you've got Diaz, who knocks out Dudi Sela. Watanuki, who knocks out Ernest Golbes. Who you got in this section? Action. Uh, 
Give me Quan. I saw Quan, the three seed in yeah. Cincy. He's the real deal. I know. That's kind of – that's really the way that I was leaning as well. He's pretty good, man. I, I think he should – Not as eth- not as athletic as Gofen, but takes balls early yeah. and aggressively in the same I way. I think he should make it out of that section as well. I'm, I'm with you. Yeah, I agree. All right. Other section of the draw plays tomorrow. Match track. Uh, the four seed versus Berlux. Sweet. Uh, uh, Soda versus Robredo, Bemo Mons versus Moria, Moriang versus Ivashka. Who you got? Doesn't Ruben Bemelmans always seem to quali for like? <laughs> doesn't he, I feel like just seeing his name in here? It's like, oh, that guy's gonna quali. I mean, I don't know. Give me Bemelmans. I he probably won't do it. He'll probably lose to Ivashka or something. But I don't know. I, Dude, I I just love the name Ivashka. Like, I just feel it, it's properly aggressive, but you know I'm all about Polish tennis, so give me the four seed. All right. I like it. Yeah. Um, all right. Moving on. Jaziri, the five seed, versus Darian King. Quinton Hallis versus uh, Menendez. Nidjasov versus Dominguez. Donskoy versus Zapata Morales. Who you got? Mm, I think, based off this section, I feel like we could have a Jaziri-Donskoy third round mm-hmm. match to decide who qualifies and i mean that's a tough one to call i feel like either one of those guys could win that and obviously you know that'll be the qualifier give me give me donskoy i like it i'm in the spirit of it being training camp i'm gonna take the only middle linebacker to ever be this good at tennis i'll take malik jaziri <laughs> um, <laughs> i mean the guy's built he, he definitely he's a, is he's a brick he is yeah unbelievable all right caruso chung Rola, Rosal, Clark, Kruger, Kozlov, Gerasimov. Who you got? Um, mm, man, this is tough. I, I, ooh, I really want to say Mitchell Kruger. I, I'm so I was thinking. Yeah. This. Sometimes we just think the same, uh, yeah, which is a problem. It, it is, but you know what? I'm, I'm feeling it, man. He's so physically fit. I just feel like the summer hard courts of New York, yeah. those slow courts, it gets sticky out there. I mean, Kozlov's a tough matchup for him because, you know, if you can hurt Kozlov, that's how you beat him. You hit him off the right. court. If you give him time, that's what he throws. I like Kruger, in. though. I, I, and I want to take Steffi K. I'm going to take Blas Rolla. The Buckeye. Ooh. No, 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 no. I, I mean, I, Rolla's been playing really well recently on the challenge. Yeah, I'm going to stick with it. I'll take Rolla. Wow, Okay. Yeah, be a little different. Why not? All right, today's result. Andrazi, uh, loses, the 17 loses to Kamka. Baldi knocks out Ramanathan. Latko knocks out the 17 seed Maiden. Kuhn Stakowski still to play. Who you got in that section? Uh, give me Lucas Latko. That just seems like another guy that always seems to quali for these. Finds himself in the draw. He does, man. So I'll go with Latko. Yeah, I like it. And then our last section, Beret knocks out Harris in three, Miljovic over Purcell in three, Torpegard over Moliker, Galan over the number 28 seed, Alex Bolt. Who you got in this section? Should we just say Torpegard Yeah, let's down? do it, man. You know I wanted to take him so bad. Yeah. I really do. Let's just be honest. I mean, I would love, absolutely love to see Torpegard in the main draw. I mean, that would be, that'd yeah. be phenomenal. I would, I would really enjoy that. 
Absolutely. And look, that was a lot of names, a lot of tennis, a lot of predicting. It's tough to follow all of that. Uh, but the reason we want to emphasize these U.S. Open qualities is all of these players are so good. Don't forget about them. These are the players week in, week out on the Challenger circuit, on you know playing that 125K tournament in Uzbekistan or Turkey or Canada or the U.S. or just wherever they can to fight to scrap their way to make these Grand Slams. So we wanted to give them that sort of appreciation because it is the last Slam tournament of the year. But with that being said, there's a little bit of other stuff to detail with. I want to briefly talk about Winston-Salem, and rather than deal with the draw, we're going to use this as an opportunity to start our last segment of the show. It's a game Matt and I always play when he comes on the podcast, given the fact that whenever I throw an idea at Matt off camera, he says, Alex, you're f***ing crazy. <laughs> so with that being said, without further ado, Westoff, cue the sound effect for possible or Alex, you're f***ing crazy, please. <laughs> All right, Matt, uh, as I mentioned, we have a U.S. Open edition I want to do, uh, but before we do that, I, I want to talk a little bit about this Winston-Salem event. Um, let's just, look, looking at the draw, I want to start at the bottom half because the name that sticks out, obviously, Andy Murray foregoing the U.S. Open in singles, playing this event, taking a wild card. He'll match up with Tennis Sandgren, the winner playing Denis Shapovalov. Possible or effing crazy, the winner of that part of uh, that of that little section of the draw wins the tournament. Oh, very possible. I, I love that, actually. I, I'm with you on that, man. I mean, I, I think... These courts are playing super fast from what I can tell. I mean, if Shapovalov gets through there, I mean, he could just rip guys off the court. I can see him going all the way to the title. And if Murray beats Sandgren and then somehow takes out Shapovalov, I mean, why couldn't he go all the way? I mean, if he beats him, I don't see anybody else that, you know, he couldn't potentially beat if he's feeling that good. So, yeah, no, definitely possible. So... I want to look up a little bit above that because you see Alexi Papyrin, a young Australian next-gen guy playing Montiero, the seed in that section, number 13 seed, Miramir Kasmenovic, who we just talked about on a great run in Cincinnati. Uh, it's very interesting because if I was Kesmenovich, I'd have shut it down this week. I'd have not played. Yeah. I know that, you know, he's a young guy and at this point just getting matches under his belt, very beneficial. But given that it's the last slam of the year— I'd have rested up. You know, he's top 50 at this point. He doesn't have to worry about his ranking. There really isn't the immediate urgency. Maybe he sees an opportunity to rack up some points. And hey, uh, power to you if that's what you want to do. It is a 50, you know, a 40-week season, and you got to be aware of that. And so maybe the points now allows him to take a week off next February. And look, if that's the scheduling decision, again, who am I to criticize that? But Given that it's the last major, I would have shut it. I probably would have shut it down if I was him just because I had so much success at Cincy. That rant aside, Matt, if I'm Denis Shapovalov, I love his decision to play this event. He is just, you know, since that run at Indian Wells in Miami, struggled so much week in, week out. It's been so difficult for him to string together two, three wins in a row. He really doesn't have that many matches on his body. Yeah. And look, Sandgren Murray is a 
nightmare matchup for him, you know, opening night to play Murray, if that's the case. And I'm not even saying it is because we don't know what we're going to see from him, but that's just not what you want. But I just love this idea of him getting matches under his belt, getting some confidence. And then let's say he, you know, he gets that confidence, goes on a run here to the point where he may be tired going into the next week. And he'd have to make at least the semifinals for that to be plausible, yeah. right? Um, and so, I, and sorry, again, I promise I'll let you get a word in, but just I love this. If he's able to string together a few wins, even if he only made the third round of the U.S. Open and then just, you know, suffered from exhaustion, that's finally the sort of jolt he needed to, even though it's too late to rebound in 2019, retrack himself going into the 2020 season. Yeah, I'm even looking a, a little more short term, though. I mean, obviously, Shapovalov is the kind of player that needs to get hot, right? He's streaky. Like, when he starts to feel it, he really starts to feel it. And I think... I, we've seen players in the past, and I'll tell you what, Alex. I mean, I've been I've been going to the Winston Salem Open for years, man. It seems like at least ten years now. And players that do well at this tournament seem to kind of build momentum and either go into the U.S. Open and have a good tournament, or the following year, like you mentioned, have a really good year. Daniil Medvedev won the Winston Salem Open last year, and look what he's doing now. Um, Bautista Goot is a guy that has won Winston-Salem in the past. Pablo Carreno Busta, who then got up to number 10 in the world shortly thereafter. I mean, guys use this tournament as a springboard, and I think Shapovalov, hey man, I think if he wins this thing or even gets to the semis or finals, I don't think he's going to be that tired. I think he'll go into the U.S. Open feeling good then, and that's scary because, I mean, this is a guy that when he gets hot, we know what he can do. So, I, I like you said absolutely love the decision to play yeah i i agree with you and look that's not really a possible or i think crazy but i did just want to talk about that a little bit uh looking upwards at the draw query garone uh uh, you know, you love seeing these Americans. Andre Rublev, I think he's in the Shapovalov camp as well, where even though he had, or he's somewhere in between, where even though he had this great week at Cincinnati, given that he's coming back from injuries and hasn't gotten a lot of pro matches under his belt in 2019, I kind of like his decision to play now because, you know, unless he made the quarterfinals of the U.S. Open, which I'm not saying is impossible, right. just playing any amount of tournaments for him is beneficial at this point, moving for, you know, moving into the early part of next season. Uh, but I guess you look at this section, uh, you know, Sam Query, could you see him making the semifinal, right? That's very plausible. Absolutely, man. Like I said, I think these courts are playing super fast. If Sam serves well and uses that serve plus one forehand combo, I mean, yeah, no. I mean, Sam, to be completely honest with you, Gruskin, I, I wouldn't be shocked if Sam Query won Winston-Salem. Yeah, I, I I think that's fair, and I yeah, I guess that's really the possible effing crazy, yeah. and I don't think this is Matt. You're effing crazy, and I don't think you're effing crazy. I think that's very very possible. Yeah. Um, but I guess looking at the big picture, this isn't a possible or crazy, but just at this draw, you see the young guys like Hubie Hercatch in the draw. You see Francis Tiafo in the draw. We mentioned Kesmenovic, uh, Lloyd Harris knocks out Jaume Munard. There, he's going to play Casper Ruud. Uh, Sasha Bublik played this tournament but lost. Antoine Huang playing this tournament. Go Umbert playing this tournament. I, I, this seems to be a, a theme amongst these young guys is, you know, even if I don't make the second week of the U.S. Open, it's better to get these reps in now. What do you think of that Just that framework in general? Yeah, no, I like it. I mean, and again, I, I mean, we have to trust that these guys know, I mean, what's best for them, right? They've all got teams around them. They have coaches. They have trainers that are in their ear. You know, if... 
if they're not feeling like they can handle all these matches and then go right into the U.S. Open, I mean, I would hope that they could make the decision not to play. I mean, we look at a guy like Kevin Anderson, who who's obviously a little bit older, but he took a wild card into Winston-Salem and then pulled out because he just said, you know what, I can't, I'm, I'm not ready. My body's not ready for this. So, I mean, I would hope even though these guys are younger that they – they at least know their bodies well enough that if they feel good, absolutely, you got to play. If not, I mean, then you, you should probably rest up. So, I mean, I trust them. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think that's fair. But all right, enough Winston-Salem because there's no tennis to talk about. And, you know, later in the week, I'm sure we'll talk more about the actual matches. Tomorrow, you and, you and Jamie have a cluster of matches to talk about. So I'll save that for you guys. But now let's get into the fun stuff. U.S. Open edition, possible or Alex, you're effing crazy. We'll start with the men and I'll just give you a little tease on this one, a little warm up before we get into the crazier ideas. There will be two... Final uh, two semifinalists in the U.S. Open men's singles draw who have never made a semifinal in their career, and then they. So I guess what I'm asking is they will make their first career semifinal at this year's 2019 U.S. Open. Possible or Alex, you're effing crazy. I think it's possible, man. I really do. I mean, obviously we're going to expect the big three to be there, but you know what? I mean, the way that this season's gone, there's just there's so many guys you know, that, that have the ability to do it. I mean, you know, when we look at a guy like a Medvedev or a Hatchinov or, you know, some of these guys that are playing. Or an Alex Zverev. An Alex like Zverev. Even, or an FAA. It, They're like, exactly. The, that's the thing. A, a GoFan, and not to cut right. you off, but like there's a long list of people who this applies yes, to. Yes, exactly. And that and because of that reason, because the list is so long, I, I just, I feel like it is it is possible. It really is. But at the end of the day, and you'll know this, I mean, when the draw comes out, we have to see it. But I mean, I'm not, unless something is crazy in that draw, man, I'm not going to stray away from the big three. They, I just, I'm not going to, because there's no reason to at this point. They're, they're, I don't have any reason not to, but again, if we're saying possible or not, yeah, no, it, it's definitely possible. You're going to get mad at me for one of these names, but just to list you guys who haven't done it yet, you mentioned Daniil Medvedev. Uh, I think after this Cincinnati-Montreal uh, run back-to-back, that is more than possible. You're stupid if you say it's not possible. Yep. Um, for Alex Zirev, I know he has not been playing well, but there's a world where he puts it together in this tournament. We all know what he's capable of, and he hasn't made a major semifinal, right? It's it's my dream scenario. It's certainly on the sure. table if the draw breaks. Sure. Out. I mean, I wouldn't, I'm not going to pick it. I mean, most likely when the draw comes out, I don't even care what it looks like. I'm not going to have Zverev in the semifinals, but it's totally possible. What if he play? I mean, you know, we know what he's capable of, so it's definitely possible. Yeah. A little recency bias, but like if you're making a, a, a gambling sheet of people who are able for this list, Medvedev's in a tier on him on yes. his own. He's the heaviest favorite. Then probably comes a group of Zverev, Kachanov, uh, Chorich. I don't think Fognini's made a Grand Slam semifinal, no. so he's probably amongst that group. Um, I mean, a, a bunch of long shot guys who, I mean, maybe Berrettini if he starts playing well, but there's definitely a group of guys who could do it. Yeah. No, there totally are, and, and that's the thing. I mean, again, we talk about the big three, and that's that's three out of four semifinal spots, right? And you said two out of the four, you know, so it's it's definitely a stretch, and I'm probably not going to pick that 
in my draw, but I definitely think it's possible. And if for some reason it did happen, I mean, I wouldn't be completely shocked, especially if it was guys like Medvedev and Zverev. Yeah, and it feels like one of these days, one of those guys is going to make us, you know, we saw Tsitsipas do it. We've yes. seen Chung and Edmund do it in, in you know, Spurs. Um, but in order for those guys to do it, it feels like they're going to have to beat one of the members of the big three. So, yeah, an upset like that seems possible. And my next question, uh, also a warm-up, one next-gen semifinalist, next-gen being younger than me, so under the age of 24, that also very plausible, right? Yeah, no, that's that's definitely possible. I mean, and again— You it, throw Tsitsipas into that mix, and right. it's like, okay, now it, we're talking. Exactly. And, and you're—I always feel like— your next gen is a little bit different than my next gen, but <laughs> going off of your next gen, I mean, if, if we're saying 24 or younger, then yeah, for sure, man, it's definitely possible. See, you're you're 25, right? Or 26? 25. Yeah, so you think of yourself as already established. I'm not 24 yet, and I don't want to think of myself as established. So I'm like, I, if you're my <laughs> age or younger, you're still next gen. Like, I'm, I, it's ridiculous for people to assume I'm in my prime. All right, right, all right man. Uh, I mean, what? Look, yeah. I'll roll with it. I'm just, I'm here, I'm here for the ride, man. Yeah, look, I appreciate that. So then, let's start the real fun. I'll get you on the roller coaster. Dominic Team, who did not have the best Cincinnati run, did not. Yeah, he played okay in Montreal before playing just a weird match and losing to Daniil Medvedev. But before that, I think he's thirty-one and twelve on the year. Uh, three titles to his name. Made that French Open final as well. He will win the U.S. Open. Oh, Possible or you're absolutely crazy. crazy. Absolutely crazy. Oh. So, can I give the case, and then there you can no give case. me the full litigation? There is litigation. no case. This isn't Roland Garros, okay? No, I'm ready to give you the case, if if you'll hear uh, me. Because right. I feel like that you have obvious—not eh, to be rude, but like the obvious talking points stand. But here's why I think it's possible. So, again— 31 and 12 on the year. You look at where his titles came. That the win uh, at Indian Wells, obviously outstanding. The two other titles on clay. So I get that. You look at his history at the Slams. Obviously at the French Open, his last four years, semifinals, semifinals, finals, finals. That stands out. But in his five attempts at the U.S. Open, fourth round, third round, fourth round, fourth round, quarterfinals, and everyone remembers his match against Nadal last year, where that first set, where I think he won 6-0 or 6-1. One was the best set of tennis I may have ever seen on a tennis court. Dominic Team's the one guy you look at his career head to heads, four and nine against Nadal. Given that he has a one-handed backhand and Nadal's a lefty, that feels very good. Given the fact of the record of these three guys, Nadal, Djokovic, and Federer, over the rest of the field, uh, that seems you know outstanding. You look at his record against Djokovic, three and six. Again, not great, but you look at when he's beaten Djokovic, he beat him this year in Roland Garros. You know, he beat him uh, twice, uh, or he beat him in 2018. He beat him at the French again in 2017. So he knows what it takes to beat Novak Djokovic. And then the crown jewel of it all, you look at his record against Roger Federer, he's four and two. You know, he beat Federer earlier this year, uh, not only in Madrid on the clay, but he beat him in an Indian Wells final. Like, Dominic Team. I know he. you look at his most recent results, and I think, uh, as I mentioned, in, in that quarterfinal in Montreal, and then I think he lost his first match uh, in Cincinnati. But he has shown the level this year to, to be one of those few guys, him, Medvedev, maybe Roberto Bautista, Goot, as the only players who have been on the level of the big three. Oh, Gruskin. Are, are, you, are you finished? <laughs> are you finished? <laughs> okay. So, I am. Give me the no, count. Look, all, all I can say is there is no way 
that Dominic Team is going to win the U.S. Open before he even wins the French Open. There is no possible way in no world that I would ever <laughs> say that's possible. No. He... Can I give the other counter is that he's the fourth seed, right? So right away, he's the guy who doesn't have one of those other people in his path. And now getting back to my scenario well, until the of semifinals. two next-gen guys. No, but so get, this gets back to what we went to earlier. Is it possible or you know crazy that one of these next-gen guys or even two of them or two players not named Federer and Nadal Djokovic make the Australian Open now, or Australian Open, make the U.S. Open semifinals now? You said that was possible. So let's say that scenario yep. happens. Well, or, or just even we only get one new Grand Slam semifinals. Well, if Dominic Team is yes. a Grand Slam semifinalist, then in order for there to likely be a new one, one of those other big three players will have fallen, and that makes his path thus much, that much easier. I just think him being the four seed, even though we don't know the exact draw, that's something we have to think about, is he doesn't have to worry about those three guys until the latest stages of the tournament. Yeah, but let's, I mean, let's just even assume he gets to the semis right final yeah, sure. final four he's most likely going to have to go through Djokovic Nadal or Nadal Djokovic or Federer, or Federer Djokovic. Djokovic exactly Djokovic being the exactly <laughs> I mean that's that's the problem man I just I don't it, it's not going to happen it's not happening we also saw what Medvedev did to him, and just like three out of five sets, Medvedev team. That would be a fa- you know I'm ready if that's the, if the semifinal or even the final is Medvedev team. Wouldn't you be satisfied with that though? Mm, uh, no, dude, the level of tennis in that match would be out of this world. The big banging of teams. <laughs> I mean, that, just the relentlessness. It would be of interesting, I guess, at the U.S. Open. I don't know, man. It's just my confidence in team away from the clay is not there. Yes, I know we won Indian Wells. I mean, he he has the ability, right? He can play absolutely huge. But in a major, I, oh man, I, there is no possible way in this world that I, I can pick him to win a slam before the French. And I believe he will win the French, if not multiple French Open titles in his career. But not not he's not winning the U.S. Open before the French. Yeah, all right. Uh that's fair. I, I think it's I'm sticking possible. by that. I mean, yeah, but I get it. What I'm saying is, I get it. I'm not offended. Um, but all right, no, let's no, move yeah. on to. Yeah, but all right, let's move on to our next one. Kay Nishikori, Marin Cilic, Stan Wawrinka all lose in the first week. Possible or I'm crazy? Oh, that's possible. That is. De- yeah, I, I feel. I feel like we don't even need. To yeah, no, that that's one. definitely possible. I mean, I could. I could definitely see that scenario. I mean, is is Stan going to be seated? Even I, uh, that's I, a good question. Stan right now live ranking Stan Wawrinka twenty four. He will okay, be so he'll be seated. They'll, so okay, so all three of them will be seated, which guarantees they won't play another seat until the third round. I mean, but that's the third round. That's the first. Correct. Week. That's the first week, and so I mean, I think you know, I think there's definitely a chance. Probably again, not not I, likely, but I wouldn't be shocked if that happened. I love Kane Ishikori, but if he gets the wrong first round matchup, he's my red alert for yeah. early upset. His shoulder injury clearly, bo- or elbow injury clearly bothering him, loses first round of uh, in Canada, loses first round in Cincinnati uh, to Gasquet and Nishioka, two guys who you'd think wouldn't be able to hurt him yeah. that badly. 
uh, he's clearly bothered. So I think that equation you look at, uh, Stan Wawrinka, a lot of it's draw dependent. If you can't hurt him, it's going to be very yeah. hard to beat him. But, you know, hasn't had a crazy summer by any means. Two wins over Dimitrov over these past two weeks uh, cloud the fact that, you know, he loses to Rublev and he loses to Medvedev, or to Kachanov, I should say, in his two other matches. So no crazy results from him. Um, yeah, and then Chilich. I mean, we've talked about his struggles right. often on this podcast, but you look at his past two weeks. Yeah, uh, in Washington, he rebounds, makes the quarterfinals, knocking out Kopil and FA before losing to Medvedev. Canada, he beats Klon, he beats Millman, fine, before losing to team. Cincinnati, he loses first round to Elbot in a match where I, he just did not have any rhythm. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you. I just wanted to give that context. If you're, you know, because there are always early upsets. Those are the three guys I'm looking at heading into this tournament. Yeah, that's fair. All right, and then my last men's related one to you. There will be more players 24 and under, so again, my definition of next gen, than over the age of 30 that make the second week. So again, 16 players total. More of them will be under the age of 24 than over the age of 30. Ooh. So we're talking we're talking final 16? Final 16. Oh, God, man. So let's no. pencil in, I'll be kind to you. Nadal, Djokovic, Feder, penciled in, right? Yeah, but now we're... Okay. So now let's go under that. Are you going to pencil in Medvedev? Yeah. Uh, he's the only lock of me. I just don't see him losing before round four. Um, Sitsipas? Probably. Probably, but not like definitely. Uh, I mean, but I'd put him in there. Kiachnov? Yeah. Uh, Chor- yeah, like I, Chorich? I mean, one of the, see, one of those guys is probably not going to make the second week. That's what I'm saying. FAA? Like, uh, you start like Zverev? Like, of those six, do you think we're going to get three of them? Because then if you get, you know, on top of the big three, if you get a Monfils or a Stan or— Or like, what about like a Bautista Goot? Exactly. Or like a Chilich. Yeah, um, see, that's tough, it's man. It's just like, that's, I, that's what I'm saying. It's interesting math. Like it is. I would. I want to lean next gen. Like I really do. But at the same time, when I think about it, it's a slam. And what always seems to happen at the slams, man. Like a lot of times, the experience just reigns true. I mean, look at Wimbledon, the last Grand Slam, right? The final four: Djokovic, Bautista, Gut, Fed, Nadal. I mean, all guys that are over thirty. So I'd probably have to go that way. I mean, even though I want to say I want to say next gen, I'm not going to do it. I'm going to say. The round of 16 will have more players 30 and over than 24 or younger. Yeah, I I don't – I think it's possible though is the thing I would introduce, right? Possible – I agree with you that it's less likely, but like it's very draw dependent. But it's it's certainly plausible, and I suppose that's progress for the next gen. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. All right. Let's move on to the women. I've got three for you on this side. Uh, one of the big stats I pointed to, and it's funny, I brought it up when I was talking to Sloane Stevens at her, you know, clickety-clack there. Hey, I talked to Sloane Stevens um, at the press conference in Cincinnati that, you know, through the three majors this year on the women's side, 12 semifinal spots in those three majors, 12 different occupants of those 12 semifinal spots. So my first question to you for the women's single side, Matt, there will be four new, more new semifinalists at this year's U.S. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, you're crazy, man. Wait, I'm going to name the players who can still do it, who haven't done it yet. Um, so I believe uh, Kiki Bertens has not made a semifinal yet. Okay. Benchich, no semifinal. Okay. Uh, Andrescu, no semifinal. Okay. 
Kerber, no semifinal. Wait, what? Kennan. Kerber? Kerber hasn't made a semifinal. Yeah, Angelique Kerber hasn't made a semifinal this year. Oh, this year? Yeah, no, I'm talking about this year. Oh, okay, okay, all right. Yeah, so again, these players haven't made one this year. Benchich, uh, Burtons, Kerber, Andrescu hasn't made one this year. That I, I could see those four right there. Kennan hasn't made one this year, given how hot she's been. I feel like mm. it's very difficult, though, because yeah, again, 12 I- players have done it. Uh, that's the thing, and and I've I've got to. I mean, I just I can't. The odds, man. Those twelve players, I just I can't see it. I can't see those four. What'd you say? Burton's Benchich and Trescu. Oh, what about Stevens, Sloan Stevens, or Madison Keys? You throw them into the yeah, mix see, as well. I, I, but I don't like them. I'm not high <laughs> on them right now at all. I have, I have not no even confidence. Keys? Not even Keys. Post zero confidence that Keys. I don't care. I have zero confidence that Madison Keys will do anything positive at the U.S. Open. I could see her wow. actually, depending on draw, out in the first or second round. Wow. Don't be wow. shocked if it happens. Do so not that, be shocked if it happens. So that leads me into my next one. An American not named Serena Stevens or Keys will make the semifinals. It sounds like even if I included those three, you know, except maybe Serena, you wouldn't think that possible. I mean... I think out of those three, I, I I would pick Serena to do it. Of those three? Of those three, I'm picking Serena before Steve what about of What about, and I have this list, Kenan, Anisimova, Risk, Collins, Jennifer Brady, Venus. Any of those? Yeah, I mean, the one that I'd really lean towards just based off of form right now is, is Kenan. Yeah. I mean, I love Anisimova. I've, I've gone on record saying that she is my favorite up and you know, well, I shouldn't even say up and coming anymore. I mean, she's she's pretty established at this point. Everybody knows who Amanda Anisimova is, but um, I would say Kennan w- would be my best shot out of those that you just mentioned to make the semifinals. And I think again, depending on draw, man, there there's nobody like on the win. That's what makes the WTA so interesting. Is that I mean, it's not set in stone like the men's. I'm telling you, man, those top three. They're gonna be there. I'm gonna pick them. On the women's side, though, I could see a Ken sneak in there. I really could, man. I think she can beat when she's playing well. She can beat anybody. Yeah, that's. I agree with you. She just so many different ways she can hurt you. Uh, so many tools in her toolbox. So yeah, I Kenan's obviously the pick, and I have one more fun one involving the young American women in a second that we'll get to. But my last question uh, for the U.S. Open specific, a new Grand Slam champion will emerge on the WTA side at this year's U.S. Open. Someone who has never won a slam before. Yeah, I'm going to say, I'm going to So the candidates, real, real. Real quick, the candidates, just for those who don't know, uh, obviously Osaka, Barty, all, uh, both Grand Slam champions. But Pliskova never won a Grand Slam. Svitolina never won a Grand Slam. Burton's never won yeah. a Grand Slam. In singles, I should say. Madison Keys never won a Grand Slam. Benchich slamless. Andrescu slamless. You don't, you don't think any of those candidates are possible winners? I mean, of course they're possible, right? I mean— I, that's again WTA. Like a lot of things are possible. That's what makes it so much fun to watch. But as, <laughs> WTA, a lot of things are possible. Good, good tagline. I mean, they are. But I'm just saying, if, if there's no way I'd pick it, no way. I, I think we will have a repeat Slam winner. I, I'm almost positive of it. I mean, I there's a chance that one of those players that you just mentioned will win. Of course. I mean, obviously, you know, they're good enough to do it, but. I, I don't think so, man. I mean, I, I would lean heavily towards the side of a repeat champion. 
You don't like Andrescu coming I off mean, of that Toronto? I, I mean, she's like 30, I, like I seven and five on like, the year. She's one of my favorite players, but I, I mean, Two you're weeks. you're telling me to take her over. I mean, everybody else that has won a slam. I mean, the Kavitovas, the the Halops, the Serenas, you know, Barty and Osaka, Barty and Osaka. I mean, everybody that's won a slam. I just there's no way that I'm I'm gonna take Andrescu over all of them. That's fair. But then my last question to you, and this is uh, in terms of slam champions, it hasn't happened yet. Uh, we None of these players have won a slam, but long-term with the big topics, the hot topics being the Russian men and, of course, the young American women who continue to have success, who ends up 10 years from now, which group has more slam titles to their name? The group of Rublev, Kiachnov, and Medvedev, or the group of Kenin, Anisimova, and Goff? Mm, that's a good question. I'll go. I'll go with the women, the American women. Great radio topic. Yep. Really. Give me the case. I just feel like it's gonna be like I don't want to say easier, but I, I just feel like they're so young and they're gonna be. See, I just. I like that you're struggling with this because I want you to know this is off of a conversation Max Rothman and I had last night on this very topic, um, and. He said the Russian men for the exact reason you did. He said, look, eventually Nadal, Djokovic, and Federer they go do. away, right? And at that point, who, know- yeah, who knows who's going to win a slam on the men's side? It's going to be wide open in those yeah. three best positions to do it. On the women's side, as good as Anisimova, Kenin, and Goff are, you still have the Benchiches and the Andrescu's and the Vondrusovas and just even Svitolina Halep's still so young. It seems like Serena's never going away. There are so many women who are capable of winning a single slam in a given two-week period. Period, that it's that much harder to accumulate a bunch of them unless you're truly transcendent like Serena uh, versus, you know, yeah. eventually someone's got to win besides Djokovic, Nadal, and Federer. They do, but again, like here, and here's the way that I think about it though. I, I think it's tougher for the men. We're talking three out of five sets, man. I mean, basically a, a sl- for the women, they're still playing two out of three you know, it's it's almost more like a regular. I don't want to say regular tournament, but it kind of is. The men, it's a significant step step up when they go to three out of five. I mean, what about Stefan Sitsipas? What about FAA? What about Denis Shapovalov? What about Alex Zverev? I mean, there's still guys that are going to be around. I don't see as much as I love those Russians, and I really do. I mean, those are three of my absolute favorite players on tour right now. I love those guys, but. I just I don't see them racking up slam after slam after slam. I just I don't, man. I, I really don't. They're gonna win some, I I think. I mean, but I I don't have the confidence. Like I know, man. Like Kenin, Anisimova, like they are future, like number one in the world type players. Like, how do you know? I that's I'm, like I say this lovingly, but bullshit. Like, I don't know. I think it's exactly the opposite. Like, I think you can make that exact case for both sides. Like, you cannot say that, you know, those three are guaranteed slam winners given how many other good young players there are on the WTA the same way. I think, if anything, of that group, you probably say, well, I guess Anisimova at the slams had the most success of any of those Russians or Americans. But Medvedev has had the highest, you know, week in, week out success, I suppose, more so than Kenin, who's probably number two in that ranking. Uh, And yet, 
I don't, if you're not, you know, if you're saying Anise, all of them are going to be number one in the world, I, well, no, I, I'm I just not, think I'm not that's saying all of that. And I, point. you know, I didn't even mention Coco Golf or, uh, you know. No, no, no. But uh, yeah, exactly. I guess what I'm saying is I just think it's it's going to yeah. be hard to project either way. But there's probably a bigger group of young women who I say, okay, over the next 10 years, all of these players could win a slam versus on the men's side where you're like, okay, FAA, Tsitsipas, Zverev, they all probably get one. But like, I have no idea. Like the, it's, there's such a fewer group of people on the men's side. So that's why I think it's more wide open. I mean, or I guess more possible, plausible because they're part of that smaller group. I just of don't know, man. I, I I don't like it. I feel like winning a slam on the men's side is <laughs> like the it, it is the hardest thing to it's do. Sacrilegious. Like in sports, man, to win a slam. People don't realize how difficult it is over a two week period, going seven matches in a row, three out of five, three out of five sets. I mean, there. As much as I love like Andre Rublev and, and and guys like that. I mean, there is, to me, I, I just, I, I don't know if he's ever going to win a Grand Slam, man. I just, I, I really don't. I, I could see him at the end, at the end of his career with zero slams. I just, I, I just could, man. It It is so hard to do. Uh, it is yeah. so hard to do. Yeah, that's fair. And look, we can save that topic for another time. Um, but again, it's it's a fun, it's an interesting thought exercise, right? It makes you really think long term, ten years. Where are the champions right now? And we yeah, really we don't really know. don't. And that's what's weird about it. I mean, once once the big three I are agree. gone, man. I mean, a whole lot is going to change. And you know, this this topic will probably be, you know, it'll be better off, you know, a couple years from now. To to be honest. I can't wait till if Zverev is like the first guy of the group to win one, then I feel like he's gonna be like, oh, oh, oh I, I know how to do this now, and like that's when he could really start to rack them up. Who's ever first, yeah. I feel like, is going to have just that mental edge. That's going to be so important. I agree with you, but look, you know, we still have the 2019 U.S. Open to talk about, and that's what we'll be doing all week long at Cracked Rackets on this podcast, the Mini Break, on our other podcast, the Great Shot Podcast. We of course also have Cracked interviews coming out all week long, so be on the lookout for those. Like, rate, subscribe, review. If you miss any of the action, check out our web website crackedrackets.com for more instant updates social media twitter instagram facebook youtube you know the deal by now like rate subscribe review with that being said maddie any final thoughts i don't know man i'm just i'm ready for the u.s open i mean qualifying this week hopefully we can get some americans through that's always what we look for rough day day i mean hopefully tomorrow's better and you know of course everybody should keep their eye on winston salem i'm telling you man players that go deep and or win the Winston-Salem Open, they take off, man. It, it happens every year. So whoever whoever wins it, I'm, I'm telling you, just keep your eye out because they're – this, Yeah, this plug brought to you by the Winston-Salem Open. I'm telling Open. you, man. You know I'm right. You know I'm right. <laughs> well, the other people who are always telling me something are super producers, Max Fligner and Daniel Westoff, who have a fascinating job to do as always as we will be keeping them busy all week long with our content. And again – be on the lookout for a special announcement. I promise you, you listeners will enjoy it. I believe we're going to be making it on Thursday, so be on the lookout for that mini break. A GSP coming out that day as well. That Again, it's a, we've been working very hard on the Cracked Records front for this announcement, and we think you listeners will appreciate that. But with that being said, for my wonderful co-host, Matt the Cracks to Koyak, for our super producers, Max Fleeter and Daniel Westhoff, and from our entire team at Cracked Rackets, I'm your host, Alex Gruskin. Matty, what do we tell the listeners? 
That's a break. And we will see you all throughout the week. Thanks, everyone. 